Hello and welcome to the Mint Condition. I am Bunchu alongside my esteemed colleagues and co-host Chamber and Dez. Chamber, how you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, that was very low T, uh, Bunchu, by the way. Bro, that I was- got nothing today. <laughs> um, the, the tank is empty. Um, I, think I feel I'm like I should have to sick. introduce... When you're not, when, I gotta bring it to you. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I'm down, you bring it to me. Gosh, I thought I did actually all right on that. That was one, pretty so. good. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you know, I, I should have done more for you, uh, being a better co-host. Uh, Want to give it a go? No, I feel we're we're already <laughs> we've come too far. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. Um, yeah, that, so you're doing good on the eve of your birth mm-hmm. anniversary. It is your birthday tomorrow, so everybody. Uh, please give Chamber a rowdy happy birthday down in the comment section here. Uh, tell him how much you appreciate his laughter, his energy, his high tea, um, all of the, the fun and entertainment he brings to you on a tri-weekly basis these days. So uh, happy birthday, my friend, because by the time we do another show, um, you will be officially over the hill. It'll be after. Yeah, your birthday, I so. will be low T, like officially. Yeah, so the, we got the T will be seeping out of me. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's uh, that's how it works, right? So um, you're it's only downhill from here for you. It, but 40 is the new what, like 16 these days? I, don't know. I feel. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. I I don't feel different than I did at like 27 or 28. Yeah, isn't that weird? How it, like everybody says that, and then you actually live it, and you're like, "Oh no, it's actually true." Yeah, it's it's. I feel about the same. Like I don't like you know some people complain about uh, like you know aches and pains and stuff. I would say the only thing that has changed was is I get a little bit more like I have to take like a tums. You guys have tums down? In, I have to ask now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like an acid. Yeah, yeah. So like got maybe it. like a couple of times a week, I gotta take one of those now. But that's about it. Fantastic. Worst case. Fantastic. The Des, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, just just forget about me. I'm, I'm, I'm never, we never forget about you. It's but my birthday I gotta, week. I gotta Des. go. I gotta get the, the the birthday love out of the way, man. That's that's how it works around here. You got chamber. It's chamber's day tomorrow, and we don't have a show, so he's he gets a, a little extra TLC on the intro so uh how are you doing honestly i don't even know why i'm complaining it's a freaking miracle getting me two shows that's right and i've heard rumor has it it'll be a three-peat uh on friday is that confirmed uh it is confirmed yeah i'm I'm committed awesome friday we actually do have a guest um so come and join us on friday to talk to franklin fitch about parallel alpha so we have uh, you know, if you've if you've never seen Parallel before, super cool kind of NFT uh, trading card game. They're doing a ton of really cool stuff. If you were around in 2021 when they initially dropped their first cards, uh, I think the game is actually being like fully released now. Uh, so we'll oh, have really? Franklin like, on. This yeah, the, we'll... this is the same Parallel. Like that's what you're saying. Like from 2021. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ah, oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Those so those were building... a real rocket back then. Oh yeah, they, they were did well. crazy. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna have Frank on on Friday for that. And uh, little fun fact for those who you know have only adopted us while the mint condition has been a thing. Uh, Franklin, who will be joining us on Friday, is actually the all-time leading appearance uh, 
guest on it's not even chamber and show with this will be i think his fifth time joining us on uh, our various shows so um super pumped to have him back we haven't talked to him in a couple years since we've actually had wrecked so um you know we've got uh, we've got a fun show on friday so come and check us out also just some housekeeping tonight chamber said it earlier but we have the NFT night shift spaces at 8.30 on the DGen Network. Sorry, dongle issues. Uh, hosted by <laughs> our, our wonderful friends, Phonics, JP Cash, Shane, Mizzle, and TJ. So check out that. Uh, Chamber typically comes in there, runs the DGen handle. Dongle. I wonder what this dongle looks like. Can we get a picture of it? Maybe after the show? What? the hell is going on <laughs> he's got a dongle that he touches and then it disconnects his mic i think dude needs to get some dongle dysfunction mm-hmm. pills i think we need to, to add that to some sort of bingo mm-hmm. card by now <laughs> but yes you should watch as i mentioned before the show started uh you should listen get in there it's on spaces 8 30 a very reasonable time uh 8 30 p.m easter standard uh I'm, I will more than likely be on the DJ handle, um, but uh, I usually keep quiet for the most part. If I do say something, it'll be somewhat informative. Um, but uh, yeah, JP, Phonics, Mizzle, TJ, and uh, Shane will be uh, absolutely killing it this evening for at least an hour. Uh, they might go a little longer. I forgot how, how long the last one was, but hour, maybe hour and a half. Who knows? Bunch of you good? Still no good. <laughs> Big thumbs down from bunch. So okay, Daz, I'm gonna ask you because uh, I I tweeted out yesterday. I've fully committed to Blur. Uh, you know the the name of this space is uh, Blur Deals Death Blow. I don't know if you saw it yesterday, but there's basically like a uh, a loyalty button now on Blur, like a one press, basically delist everything on any other platform. Commit your fidelity to uh, or your fealty to uh, to Blur. I did it last night. Uh, I am I am only on Blur. I'm trading. I'm selling. I'm buying. I'm Blur. A- am I am I foolish for this, Des? Is this is this the right way? Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't see why not. Right? Um, they're probably doing the best out of any marketplace out there right now. So uh, yeah, and uh, you know, season two is just beginning. So so why not? You know, until OpenSea comes out with their. Uh, their token and we're just trying to will that into the universe might as well and that and that's kind of what i said it's like you know be where the volume is um you know i'm not looking to take advantage of all of the um you know i don't are, are we calling it wash trading whatever's that gamifying of blur uh i know some people are really really smart and have that kind of time on their hands to to dedicate to it but if i can make a couple extra bucks just by you know um, doing what I would normally be doing uh, on OpenSea, but just doing it on Blur, you know, I'll take it. Uh, until, until and if OpenSea comes out and gives me reason to go over there and the volume follows, then I'll switch back. I mean, I'm only, I, I mentioned earlier today, you know, I, I'm only here to make money at this point. Um, so I, and you have to go where the volume is. V squared, you got something to say? Yeah, so, so I, I saw that that royalty, you know, the, the, the button. And the first thing that came to my mind is, you know, I've, I've been hearing rumors about 
possibly Jim doing some type of airdrop um, since since they're owned by OpenSea mm-hmm. and and I don't think they operate out of the U.S. Um, so what if so what if when they do that or if they do that. They say, okay, everybody that hit that little fancy royalty button doesn't get anything. Okay, then they're just doing, they'll be in the same position they currently are where they're alienating a huge section of the trading, you know what I mean? Of the trading volume. <laughs> Fair. Um, Fair. So, yeah, I mean, they can absolutely do that, but then they're just, you know, they're just pissing off people again. Like, I don't know. They need to go over and above, in my opinion, to kind of bring people back over. S- Steven, Q, uh, <laughs> So so much so much wrong already. Um, no, I was gonna say um, the uh, two things. I want to throw when you were talking earlier. I actually initially requested up because I was gonna suggest that for a potential future draft in honor of your age turning. I don't even know if bunch can still hear, but like I don't know how to say. I was trying to type this in the comments. Like things you say or do that make you recognize you're getting old. So like mm. leaving early to beat traffic or like mm. getting excited about new countertops. Like, like there could, I don't know if that's a draft worthy thing or not, but it, mm. it will be an honor. What about a age, good vacuum? What about when you vacuum? Oh, like a good clean floor. Oh my goodness. I never thought I'd be that excited. So excited. I cleaned my basement this weekend and I'm stoked. Like I can see everything. There's so much room and so much space. I love it. Um, this is this is foreplay for me right now. I'm gonna be honest. I think the I, I also, uh, the name of that draft should be the "Tell Me You're Old Without Telling Me You're Old" draft. <laughs> I think is that that's, that's it. it. That's it. And and it's kind of it reminds me of uh, when we did Chamber Chamber does teenage slang on Rex podcast, and <laughs> we went through the top uh, teenage slang that was going on currently in the in the world. Still use it, by the way. And yeah, and he had to he had to. It was kind of like defend that tweet where all I told him was the actual you know word, and he had to tell me what it meant. <laughs> and it's actually a really fun segment. Uh, so we could do we could do stuff like that. I think those would be uh, super fun. Yeah, I I think was that fairly recently, like since I know yes. you too, because I feel like I listened to that one, but it's like coming up in my head, but I'm not sure of inventing it. Yes, I could just picture Chamber it was one of it. our it's like hilarious. tail end Rex podcast shows, I believe. Definitely, um, yeah. And uh, the yeah, so we should definitely do that. That that be our our next. It could be our next draft. I like it because it's like super abstract and open for interpretation, right? Like uh, what that means. The, the tell me you're old without telling me you're old one uh, is interesting. So the uh, just to get back to the blur topic really quick, because I had some blur stuff prepared here from our Ooh. wonderful friend V squared. So, I mean, first of all, you know, Susan was in here the other day wondering why, um, the blur team wasn't doxxed and <laughs> it's because it's because the blur founder is multi-platinum recording artist Eminem. And we That's found right. that a lot of people didn't know we that. found that out yesterday. Uh, so blur the, the founder Pac-Man, the Pac-Man uh, doxxed yesterday or was it yesterday? I believe. And yeah, it was yesterday. wrote a big thread about who he is. And I think it was, uh, you know, <laughs> I, say what you want about like the royalties piece and all of this stuff that it's started. But I, I feel like their execution has just been like spot on how they're, they're coming about all this. They're taking the attention. I mean, they have all the attention right now and um, it's the only thing that people are talking about. We've been talking about it for over a week now. And, uh, but this, I mean, the resume of Pac-Man pretty impressive. So 18 hours ago, this tweet uh, Chamber, tell me if you 
have any of these things on your resume. Uh, TLDR about me before working on Blur. Dropped out of high school to go through Y Combinator at age 17. Did you do that? Uh, (laughs) No. Uh, I dropped out of high school just to go to the Y. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Okay, good, good. Uh, Studied math with computer science at MIT. Uh, no, I just use computers to do my math for me. Got it. Okay, perfect. Uh, received the Teal Fellowship to leave MIT and start Namebase, which was, I guess, this first company. <laughs> I was asked. I was asked by the fellowship to leave MIT. Yeah. Uh, but just, just that's it, though. Yeah, for some weird like lunchroom activities. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you're causing a scene. <laughs> Sir, please get that out of the mashed potatoes and leave. Thank you. Uh, and sold name base to Namecheap. You definitely didn't do that, but uh, no. so pretty impressive resume by the Blur founder here, Pac-Man. Uh, Des, what are your thoughts hearing uh, the credentials of Pac-Man as the now doxed founder of Blur? Uh, yeah, pretty insane list. Um, man, Y Combinator just comes up so often uh, in this space now. Um, and I mean, obviously, it's it's been around for a long time and, and has led to many successful startups. I just can't wait for the inevitable uh, document docu series on on Y Combinator. It's um, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean, great. I, I would assume something that's been this i mean blurs blur is attacking it at all angles from a development side from a marketing side for, uh, so it, it it's it's doing a good job so i wouldn't have expected anything less from from the the founder blur or, i mean uh, vicky says what proof is there that the resume is accurate i mean i think that's fair right <laughs> i mean he put it on twitter yeah well <laughs> that's right everything on everything on twitter is accurate you should read you should believe everything you read on twitter uh, but no is a good i think it's i think it's more believable the fact that you know he, he, I, I don't know that he hasn't used his name he said Pac, I think he said was, that Pac-Man was close to the sound of what his name was, but pronouncing his name would be much more difficult for people. He kind of looks like just, Pac-Man. Like he does kind of. He eats in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so, oh, only ghost diet. Yeah, uh, which I thought was weird. Yeah, he only eats ghosts. So weird. Yeah. It's weird. He's <laughs> he's been chasing the same girl around for decades. Just can't catch her. Uh, she's, she yeah. had her own Y Combinator spinoff, Mrs. Pac-Man. Um, and no, but totally, I, I, it's a good point, but I, I don't know. They're just crushing this, this attention economy game right now. And just to go back on the things you guys were talking about while I was, uh, having technical difficulties, this also came out, um, that 300 million plus blur will be distributed to the community in season two. And what's the secret to maximizing your rewards? And that is loyalty. So uh, users with 100% loyalty have the greatest chances at mythical care packages, which are worth 100x of your uncommon care packages. So then they talk about the three ways to maximize your loyalty, and that's list only through Blur, like you were talking about, right? So, well, list through Blur. Whenever you list, make sure you list using Blur. You can use our advanced listing tools to list everywhere in one go. But in season two, there's only one way to maintain 100% loyalty, and that's that loyalty button that you were speaking of, uh, which I think is... I mean, kind of genius. It's 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 so good. I mean, it's like as a person who spends all day thinking about loyalty and Web three. Like, 
I, I mean, pretty well executed. They've really gamified the hell out of this. Um, how hard? How hard would that be to create? Like in the span of like, I feel you like know, it's you pretty cre- tech heavy. Like to be able to do that, like a one a one button remove all. Like that's that is that does seem like it would. It's kind it of like it's probably out. it's probably similar to like the um, you know revoke dot cash type of call, right. contract uh, thing yeah. where you're you're just removing all of them at one time to open C, right? Um, and then it says uh, listing rewards will be as large as bidding rewards. So max listing points equals listing X loyalty. So the more you list, the more you l- earn. Listing blue chips helps, and listing more active collections helps. Use our listing tools, um, and then don't try to game the system. Relisting NFTs at unrealistic prices, and you know all these other cheating mechanisms will not work. Uh, but super interesting. I mean, there's a ton of gamification going on there, and I think they're just like lapping everybody else at the current moment. And unfortunately, it's it, the royalties conversation is at the you know forefront of it. But I think. Other than that, I feel like they're executing super well. Des, what do you think about this uh, gamification loyalty for season two type of thing? Yeah, it's amazing. No, uh, fully supportive. And then I actually don't, I don't know. Maybe it's not as tech heavy as we're thinking. Um, uh, The revoke all listings, but uh, genius. I mean, uh, it's amazing. Um, And yeah, I mean, the, uh, the rewards for season one. Uh, I'm not currently farming, but uh, I should be considering the little time that I put in in season one was was definitely worth it. Um, yeah, God, so I I got nothing. Should I should probably it. get on it too, but uh, I guess it was probably the mythicals that carried me the most. I think I got a little bit lucky with the draw there. And if you're saying for season two they were 100x, I'm assuming for season one they were 100x. So I guess that that's what carried what, me. Um, what was I going to say? The what was do do you remember the amount of blur that was dropped in season one? Is that three hundred million more, less, or the same? Mm, yeah, if know. anybody knows I that, drop know. it in the comments because I'd be interested to know how much supply is differing from that first to second one. Um, so if you know that, please drop it in the comments section. Let's go to Mister House. What's going on, Mister House? Hey, yeah, I'd uh, I'd come up on the uh, on the blur subject, and I have the uh, the answer to Vicky's question: How do we how do we verify this? So, I uh, I asked myself the same question when the thread came out. So, I did some uh, some internet sleuthing, some, some Google reverse image search. Um, is yeah, he in so fact I Eminem? Basically, went on Crunchbase. Uh, he is not in fact mm-hmm. Eminem. I hate to break the news. Um, Honestly, the scariest part is that he started Blur when he was the same age as I am now. <laughs> so now I feel like I'm on a one-year timer. Um, to, uh, I need to make the next billion-dollar idea. Um, but no, yeah, he uh, he founded Namecheap when he was like 17 or 18, something along that line. Started Blur uh, 2023. It's listed on his personal website as Stealth Company. Cause, um, but then if you go through and you look at the founder of Paradigm's tweets, they've tagged him in multiple things, referencing the thread. So I think it's one of those things where, like, it's something that, you know, I kind of struggle with, um, you know, being a younger person in this space is if he came right out the gate and said, hey, I'm a 23-year-old working on the next pro trade platform, like, think about how skeptical people would have been right off of the bat, right? But then on the other end, now people look at it and they're like, 
been through Y Combinator, right? He's, he's already done the thing. So now we can give credit where credit's due. It's like, that's, that's where I see the kind of value of pseudonymity and Web3 to an extent. But I thought it was just really interesting and kind of wanted to share that. It, I had that. The same that is such that a, Vicky had and a lot of other people did. It is such an interesting thing that you just pointed out, right? Because we saw the same thing happen with Frank, right? He's also 23, if I'm not mistaken, or somewhere close to that. And he did the same thing where kind of built first docs later and um, I think I think it's really kind of a cool thing about the space that we're in that people can do stuff and be judged on the merits of their work first. Um, and then, you know, once it is a success, there needs to be some sort of level of trust there, right? Because people were kind of nervous about who these people could be. And so I think it's I think it's super interesting. I often feel like such a massive failure as soon as I see, uh, you know, what these young folks are doing uh, at such a young age. I'm like, man, I could have, I, if I just had my head on straight, uh, you know, 10 years sooner, uh, we'd be, uh, we would be on Bunchu Island right now. But... We were on like dial up internet back then. Yeah, yeah no, that's true. Work. The tech just wasn't there. <laughs> but like, I also wasn't doing the, you know, I wasn't as dialed in. I almost feel like, you know, when I think back on like what my life was then, I, and what it is now and just like the perspective I have, I feel like I was just asleep for so long. And I was just like, and, and now in the last like five years, I've turned into an actual adult with a brain rather than just like some aimless person. And so I'm always super impressed when I see people like this or like Frank or like Mr. House and uh, just crushing it and just being such, uh, you know, insightful young people and i'm like uh, i was i was watching football games and drinking beer but like i don't know i feel like you're i feel like you're being tough on yourself uh, like do you not think if you were whatever like 21 right now or like had you been like 20 years old in like 2020 in 2021 um and like people started talking to you about because you were yeah no like, you're I don't right. know, were like, you collecting like i feel like you were i had uh, i had i've always had ambition right like i've always That's had i've always had ambition but it was misguided right like my ambition in the past was what i always thought was like the only way to do things which was you know go to college get a job 100 i mean that's what we grew up on right yeah. like i i think there are very few opportunities uh like life-changing opportunities that 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 show up and like uh in general not not for particular people but you know the life-changing opportunity is is uh you know in, in people that are older than us um may have been like you know the internet and web two um but i think our opportunity we were just a little bit i think we were just a little bit older when the opportunity came up. Cause I don't think there was an opportunity. It's not like we missed out on anything when we were 20 years old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I mean, I could really. have been an entrepreneur then and I wasn't right. Like I was, I don't know. I feel like that, that was the same. I feel it's, that was the same kind of like, you know, rise and grind kind of bullshit, like <laughs> work your nine to five, like regular, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't an opportunity. Like you, you really, I don't know. I just feel web three was, was an opportunity that we all see. like, I was, I was in my 30s, you were in your 30s or, or late 20s, and some people just happen to be like 17, you know? Yeah, I wish I happened to be 17, I guess. I agree. <laughs> I wish I happened to be 17 also. Yeah. But we did seize it. We did seize the opportunity. 
regardless of age, that that's good. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. House, don't be so hard on yourself. You could be turning forty tomorrow, and and still not, uh, you know, and still not <laughs> successful. <laughs> and all you, all you have. Well, here, here's here's my rebuttal to that. Just real quick, Chamber. Do you have uh, do you have arthritis in both knees? I do not. I do not. Okay, cool. I'm 23. I have oh, that. So there's something to rough. feel better about turning 40. Yeah, that's rough. Well, um, you know, Chamber's about to turn 40 and all he has to show is this shitty podcast. So mm-hmm. uh, a legacy. Print, a legacy. print the t-shirts, hours and hours of nonsense content. Just uh, that that's what your, you know, uh, our slogans will be on your tombstone. And uh, yeah, Des, uh, how do you feel about the pseudo anonymity uh, in the space and are you kind of pro like do you wish these people would dox ahead of time well, how do you feel about it that's man that's a good that's a good question I mean obviously I was doxed prior to, to founding goats um, and I think that helped a little bit um, gain trust in the process um, so I, I've always kind of skewed that way of like founders should dox before, but you've seen a lot of great projects and companies be built out of this kind of pseudo anonymity. And, um, you know, I guess the one thing there, right, is they have to build, like you said, they have to build a product that stands on its own and not the name, um, before, and then, and then they can release the name, um, with everything going on right now with Moonbirds and just the attention KRO is getting in the, the name that he carries into his projects. And that's originally a, a big reason why people bought in. It, it's an interesting conversation to have. I think there's arguments on both sides of it. To be yeah. Honest. I think it depends on uh, if you're already a big name or not, right? Like if you were, you know, in the, in the case of Moonbirds, which is a great transition to our next topic, by the way, uh, the, in that case, like Cairo's name sold the project, right? Like there, there was, you know, but not everybody is afforded that opportunity, right? Like you actually have to show out first in most situations, right? So um, I definitely think it's it's a fascinating thing to think about, but it's always kind of been that way in this space. Like Chamber, I mean, we have our bunch you in chamber handles because when we got into the space in 2017 like nobody used their real names not a single person and if you did you were a weirdo and like it used to be a weird thing for you to use uh your own image as a profile picture or anything that looked like your actual face as a profile picture and um you know those people kind of were on the outside of it all pomp pomp was like i was trying to think like who was like yeah pomp Pomp luke uh luke martin as like the trader yeah like he and uh but but like it was never like nobody docks right at that time and it was really interesting and now you're seeing more and more people do it as as the stuff gets more mainstream and um you know i think less underground to an extent uh but it's a it's a really interesting thing but next you know we were going to bring up the moonbirds council announcement uh so moonbirds tweeted yesterday or at midnight i guess uh which moonbirds best represent the voice of the community tell us who your champions are find out more and then they link to the discord so um all of the chatters that they are going to be kind of forming this community council 
and um, you can nominate folks. And we were talking on Coffee with Captain earlier about, you know, what kind of people should be nominated for something like this. Um, Des, as a project founder yourself, uh, what are your thoughts on these community councils are, is it something you'd ever considered for um, goats? And, and what do you think the pros and cons are here? Yeah, no, I, I like it in general. Um, I think they're using this as a maybe of a bandaid of a situation kind of reactionary, which I'm not a fan of that kind of being like, don't worry, guys, we're, we're creating a council, which is kind of how it's coming off. Um, but in general, I like the idea of councils. I've always um, valued getting input from the community on making decisions. Um, so a formalized council is a good thing. It came up on a, a spaces I was hosting yesterday um, for goats specifically. And I do think there's a, a lot of merit and value that can come from it. Um, I think the, the conversation that happened yesterday where we went to is my worry about councils is, you know, just because the council submits something or agrees upon something doesn't necessarily mean that the project can, can accomplish it, right? There has to be realistic expectations. There has to be limitations uh, and constraints set around what can be done. And the, uh, the thing goes both ways. The community has to realize that just because the council submits something doesn't mean it's going to happen. Um, so, you know, uh, my biggest worry about councils are that they have unrealistic expectations, but the, you know, the, I think the pros definitely outweigh the, the cons. Yeah, it's interesting about it seeming like a reactionary thing, and I feel like Moonbirds is kind of in this spot often, unfortunately. I don't know. Did any of you guys, either Chamber or Des or either of uh, anybody on stage, Mr. House, V Squared, Steve, uh, did any of you guys catch Cairo on that spaces he popped into randomly the other night uh, when they were fudding Moonbirds to the ground and he just kind of popped in and then everybody was asking him questions? Anybody catch that? I yeah. I didn't. Um, Can it happen here? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe. I'm not sure if we want that. <laughs> but uh, the... I mean, there was like 1,400 people in the room, all, like all of a sudden. So it was it was definitely a draw. The you know, I don't know. I, I was listening to him talk, and it just seemed to me like there there really hasn't like there's no clear plan. wasn't wasn't a clear plan for him from him, and I also felt like you know when he's explaining the CCO stuff, and he just kind of goes. Yeah, my bad. Like, okay, well, yeah. well, you know, maybe you should have put a council together then, right? Like, or <laughs> or, or right after that, uh, you know. And and like, he also kind of just described a lot of what felt to me like, yeah, I need to be more involved. Is kind of the vibe I got, and I was I was kind of taken aback by that a little bit. And um, I don't know. So I, I hope that they can put a good council together. I think they have Listen. the folks in the community to do so. Um, and then, and if they do, I hope, uh, I hope they all take it seriously because I think they, you know, a council could potentially turn this thing around for them. Um, and, and at least give the community the voice that it feels like they a lot of times do not have in that specific project. So um, go ahead, Chamber. Uh 
It's it's over, guys. Stop. <laughs> it's over. Wait a second. Is this the night shift? Is this the night shift? This is what you said on the night shift spaces last week about blur. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, it's over. Sell your sell your moon birds. Uh, I did say um, bad news or blow off top, which we haven't seen either. What we did see was an unprecedented, uh, systematical, just takedown of OpenSea. So uh, all bets are off now with Blur. Uh, and I will, I, I do, uh, I, I do, um, you know, reserve the right to change my opinion. Uh, but as of right now, it's definitely a wait and see approach with Blur. But man, Moonbirds, they have shown us time and time again who they are, at least at the top. Wait till they relinquish the the the, the project to the community and everybody's gone. Then get back in and have all that fun you want after that. But until those people are gone. Like, what are you guys doing? You're just hurting yourselves over and over again. Oh, he'll, he'll, he'll be different this time, guys. I, I swear. He really <laughs> loves us. It's over. Oh, man. It sounds like a bad breakup, Chamber. <laughs> it does. It does. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I'd love to hear from Steve and Riggs both requested up at that uh, on the Moonbirds topic. So I'd love to hear what they have to say about it. Um, I know Riggs for sure has some thoughts. So Riggs, jump in on the council topic if you're if you're if you're active right now. Uh, I am active right now. I was about to tweet it out and actually ask who else is active uh, here shortly. Uh, I'm really interested to see who's here. Um, so whether you whether it appears to be reactive or not, at this point in, in Moonbird's history, it doesn't matter. Perception's reality. That That needs to be everything that they do, they have to understand they're fighting perception. It doesn't matter what they have tried to build it doesn't matter what they're planning to build it only matters what they can do right this second to change the perception of, of where things are at because what chamber said is the perception it is absolutely what goes through he's making jokes about it's gonna be different i can tell you i've cried in the shower saying that like <laughs> not, you know not literally but it, it's one of those things that did you get your it's, owl tattoo removed yet? Man, I didn't get this owl. Who, who baby? Um, you, you know, it, it's it's Stockholm syndrome. Oh, totally. And it's one, of, you know, it's one of those things when you get emotionally attached to these. That's why investing in anything you're emotionally attached to is a problem. And that that's the biggest like chink in the armor with NFTs in general because you get attached to this. You want to say it's an investment, but then you can't make the change to, to sell it because you're attached to it. So either way, that's not the point of this, really. It, I think the community council will be a great thing if it's done correctly. My big gripe is, again, they put something out there. I said this on coffee as well. That doesn't appear to have any clarity around what it's going to be. And it would be better to know what that's going to be so we could actually nominate people that are going to fit the mold versus just saying, this guy's a good community member. What are we going to be doing? What are we going to try to accomplish? How are we going to do it? And then we can actually select people that we feel fit that, that niche. Because I think I'd be a great asset to it in my own mind. But it depends. What are we doing? I they, don't, they don't deserve you, Riggs. <laughs> they don't deserve you. No, I, I, I appreciate that as well. But it, it's... I'll tell you, Thursday, I'm so stressed out about a week from today or a week from tomorrow. Thursday is such a big day that it 
if they don't realize their back is so against the wall, there is no backpedaling. They, they better come to the table Thursday with a clear, concise, tight presentation. Nobody should be talking over each other. You shouldn't have, it, you know, Amanda, a.k.a. Stevie, jumping in at the wrong times, uh, who I, I love, by the way. It's, I'm not banging on her. I'm just saying in past presentations, it's been so poorly done that they really need to look at this as a almost like an investor pitch and they better be fucking tight. And because what K Rose said the other night, first off, pissed me off. He said two things. One about the 17 years of runway. Nobody gives a fuck about that right this second because what has it done for us lately? Speaking Stop saying of that, things. by the way, just real quick, when I heard that, I was like, "Yeah, well, then throw the fucking conference." Like, that's exactly <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? <laughs> Take a year off that runway and throw the fucking conference. Um, so there was that, and then he also said, "You guys should see all the things that we've thought about doing, but haven't because they haven't met our standards." Who gives a fuck about what you've done and not executed on? We, we only care about what's going to work and what's going to be good. And everything you seem to do right now goes a little south or a lot south. And so K-Rose got to figure out how to stop saying certain things because it comes off really poorly. Um and it's just frustrating. So this is the, I, I think well, this goes to my point though of of like the 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 vibe I got from him on that space was kind of like oh I'm not involved enough, right? And and that checks with me when I hear you say things like oh well he needs to watch how he says things because it it tells me he's not quite as informed on that stuff as he probably should be, right? And like you know he's got he had a lane with proof and like i just don't think he was ready for the full-on pfp project type of community um and that's it's unfortunate because like everything goes down with it at this point so uh but yeah did you did you have anything else to say there i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you no you're good those are all great points as well because i agree with you i and i think that what would be best is also take some of that money from that runway, find somebody that's unbelievable in this space today that knows don't go into your your Rolodex with all your past contacts who are unbelievably smart people, but he should hire a CEO for Moonbird, whether it's for the proof, entire proof ecosystem, I don't care. But if he's the idea guy, fine. He needs to have somebody that comes in and, and an, is an operator and can actually start to produce some things fairly quickly and that understands what a PFP, a top three PFP, which were his expectations, he said, not us. Uh, And hopefully that person can help get him there because I I think you're spot on. His lane was perfect for Proof Collective. Art. Because he's uh, a high-end collector. Like that's what he was and that's where his passion was, right? And like that's what he made podcasts about and that's what he collected and it was like right in his wheelhouse and it was super high end super elite and you know i i think he probably could have 
just rode off into the sunset on Proof Collective, to be honest. But um, yeah, let's go to yeah, let's go to yeah, Steve. He, I'll, I'll end it with this and then kick to Steve. He went from being NFT Jesus to NFT Judas. Oh, really look at that! Quickly. Print the T-shirts, dig it. <laughs> I love it, Steve. Jump in. Uh, a couple things here. First, when he's describing, he's like, they need to go into Web three. They need to pull on a CEO. They need to do- chamber for Moonbird CEO. Oh who God. says no? Yeah, one. Um, that that would make me so happy. Chamber, what would you it, what would, would you do as your first order of business as Moonbird CEO? I'd have the proof of conference. <laughs> Seems like a no brainer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, good answer. I was just going to say like a few things that came up this morning that are probably warranted. And then I'll end kind of on a question is one, you know, I got my bird. I cap brought this up and I never clicked till this morning. Like I bought my bird a lot of, for a lot of reasons, because I believe in the team, obviously, which is a, it is a dynamite team. They have great players on them, uh, on that group top to bottom. But, um, I bought it for the IP and proof of conference. Well, the IP got taken away CC zero with one of the things proof of conference just got taken away now. And it's like, I bought in for one reason. And so for me, similar to what Riggs has said after like executional errors and other things like that, it's like next Thursday is a make or break and should be a pitch because I don't like, I don't know that people like me, like I've noticed people who sort of defend Moonbirds because they actually believe in the team. They like the team have started to back off and get exhausted. And even the ones who are like, you know, myself, I'm like, I'm putting my sword down at this point. And it's like, I'm getting to the point where it's like similar to Riggs, like next Thursday, it's almost like, either this is going to convince me because they're repitching because the IP and proof of conference are gone. So they're effectively repitching me on what Moonbirds are. And so for me, it's like, okay, like I might be interested in stay or I might get off the roller coaster. And I think a lot of people are feeling that. Um, the last thing I would say, two last things I'd say just for a chamber analogy that I think he'll appreciate is that I kept talking about how great this team is and, and a bunch of people were like, we trust the team. And I, I kind of brought up chamber. I don't know if this will resonate with you. I thought about those 2004 Lakers who got beat by the Pistons, who were absolute buns, even though they had Carl Malone and, uh, and, and you know, and, and you know what I'm well, saying? I, like, I, I heard you say that this morning. Um, I agree. Uh, I, was, I was a big fan of that team. They were hurt most of the year. We got Carl Malone back midway through the playoffs. Uh, With the rape, Kyle. Uh, yeah, it was, too. We don't talk about that. That was pre-social uh, media, okay? So let's not talk about that. <laughs> no, Kobe, yeah. is, Kobe is legendary and his... His, uh, his background is impeccable. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. Sometimes uh, sometimes you can oversaturate a team uh, with all-stars uh, and it doesn't work. Um, you know, the Clippers just signed Russell Westbrook to add to that uh, Clipper, uh, <laughs> Clipper salad they got going on over there. So uh, Clipper salad. <laughs> that, that, the head coach determines if you can make superstars play together or not. That's that's why Phil Jackson was so good. He was able to take superstars and make them play well together. That so good example except he's actually the coach of the exact team I just mentioned that was a bunch yeah. of superstars playing together. So maybe not for this example, but I do agree with you in general on that um it, and like last question I was going to like throw out there to to you guys cuz I'd love to hear your opinion on this chamber uh yours bunch yours des um just because I don't know. Like, I appreciate the way you guys think about stuff. Like one of the things about this council that's come up, that's really interesting is I see people tagging me. I see people tagging Jack. Jack has a Ute PFP. I have a board eight PFP. We are members of that community. What do you think about someone being on a community council, their first community council and not having the PFP? And like, I mean, holders are obviously probably going to be pissed about that or some are. And I, I'm curious your thoughts on that. 
chamber would you like to go <laughs> yeah, first yeah um I, I mean do these so obviously you know like yourself you have a moon bird uh as long as they have as long as they're you know in the project maybe they got a proof pass who gives a shit what their pfp is and if you do like you're part of the problem that's interesting um i think i take the i think i take somewhere in the middle on it um because i would say most people are not like steve in the sense that if they were chosen for this position they would probably more than likely wear their moonbird right like it's you you've kind of been put into this like honorable represent representative position i think you know apes are probably the one apes and punks maybe are probably the only pfp you wouldn't change out of principle for something like that so like you know using jack as an example i don't want to speak for him but i would feel like jack being part of the council would be an honor for him and he would probably wear his moonbird if he was part of the council now steve on the other hand who's uh hashtag asking for a friend i don't he wouldn't change his uh he wouldn't change his pfp and i but i don't know it it depends on how they would present you right like steve if you were in the discord and you were announced as a council member you'd probably use your moonbird as the announcement however you'd wear it publicly as your ape and i'm not sure i I care too much about that, but definitely people would, right? So I don't know. It's a weird middle ground for me. Des, do you have an opinion one way or another on that? This used to come up all the time originally when we were selecting mods and different things like that for uh, the ghost community. I never really had a huge problem with it if um, if they weren't rocking a goat PFP um, on Twitter. Um, when I remember the day Discord started allowing PFPs for years own um channels um and that that solved that issue but uh you know it was never really a big problem for me but the community cared a lot um you know they looked at it as like nope he they you know he or she absolutely has to have a a go pfp to to be involved uh even more so than than i you know cared um but yeah i i just um i think you know, people have a right to to kind of whatever persona they're feeling, whatever project they're wanting on their PFP to have it in the moment. I mean, I know a lot of people have built brands like Steve around a singular PFP, but then a lot of people do, um, you know, change and switch around, and I think that's okay. Yeah, I think that's uh, an interesting take. I, I definitely think the community will care more than uh, the the people running it right but because my my thought would be you know if i'm in the community i see this happen and i'm like oh well i would have done that and i represent the community everywhere i go right like and so i can see there why those feelings would be there for sure uh let's go i i I was gonna say before we switch uh topics here uh, my question is is it do you even want to be like i feel like there's a stain on your if it, well that that's I, i'm not ta- i really truly am not talking about me specifically right, right, right. it was more yeah, than I, yeah and i'm just saying in general, in general i'm just saying bunch. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah it's not all about you steve okay i'm just saying in general uh, <laughs> well like well for example like say they came to you would bunch probably, like, would you turn yeah, it down I would probably change no no i'm saying would uh, you accept would it turn it down 
Uh, well, one, I don't own a moon. But say, say you so, did. Say you did. Would you, the way everything's been happening, like, you know, the last, whatever, few months of proof and moon birds, and they say, you know what, Bunch, I, we want you to do it. Compensation no. is $100,000 for no, a year. We talking about money? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it because, well, personally, I don't have the bandwidth for it. How, if I had the bandwidth for it, I would probably do it, but I don't. And, but, um, I think that if you're approached for it and you're nominated for it, you're likely to like, it would have to be a, I really just don't have the bandwidth for it to turn it down because, you know, if you're still holding at this point, if you're, if you're diamond nested, if this, that, the other, you know, you're, you're bought in. Right. And like you, uh, if you're a true part of the community, right? If you're being nominated for this, you're probably seen as somebody who is really involved and really cares about the community. And you would find it an honor to to be part of a group that can kind of help change the narrative about a project you love. So I think most people would accept if offered as long as they had the bandwidth. And so like, but even for me, right? If I had a Moonbird yeah. and I'm rocking my youth, and I was named and 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 accepted. I'd probably change my profile. Yeah, sure. I mean that, that makes like, sense. Like I understand why somebody would, um, because yeah, it just it just makes sense, right? Like you're excited to be a part of the team, you know. Yeah, totally. I, I get that. Um, but to get upset, like if you're like, I, I mean, I guess it's a community. These people can't be trusted with anything, to be honest. So. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's go to Joe, then Boots, then Eric, then Anthony. Yeah, so uh, before I, I say my thing, I wanted to ask Chamber. Well, I actually want to answer for Chamber. Chamber's 60 days as the Moonbird CEO would begin with him buying the former CEO's mansion in Southern California and then getting a set of courtside Lakers season tickets <laughs> and a very nice car. And then he would probably be fired for spending all that. No, money. Wait, Chambers timeline. That would be like the best utility I've gotten from my burb right there. It's like just watching Chambers timeline as he does that. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, he would totally be like, "This is amazing. Buy the house, buy the Laker tickets, buy a nice car because it's Southern California Chamber. You need to get places. Uh, we don't use yaks and whatever you guys use in camp. <laughs> um, me and then moose. and then he would he would be replaced. But no, uh, I was I was going to ask this basically of Riggs and Steve, but. Like setting setting aside, you you're gonna get put onto this uh, this council. Um, I would highly suggest that anybody who gets on there, especially if they're somebody who I consider a friend, um, to a demand uh, message autonomy, okay? Because you want that council to be messaging to the community, not to be messaging to Kevin, who then takes your message and delivers it to the community, okay? Because there's always been a problem not just with Kevin Web3, but with Kevin Web2, with the messaging. And the second thing I would say is, if you were put on there, um, demand some sort of counsel from a legal firm that is not controlled by Proof or Moonbirds. They pay for it. They got the money. But you guys, what he's done in Web2 is uh, very slickly uh, blamed the next guy for what happened and exited with his money and went over there. So just to protect your reputations in Web3, because it's a small, vocal, and ignorant community, um, you need to kind of demand a few things so that you can get out of there without having the uh, blame dumped in your lap. And I'm done talking. Fascinating. 
Joe, I am uh, hoping that Chamber gets the member CEO just so I can see the timeline. That uh, but you make a really nice bunch. Yeah, <laughs> you make you make a couple good points though about I I think the uh, communication flow from council to leadership and out is interesting to think about. Like that's something that really hadn't crossed my mind, but I think is really interesting, right? Because um, you know you have a chance to represent the the community or get all of your ideas taken credit for by Kevin, right? Like, and, and kind of make up for the, for the sins of the father, right? Like, uh, so that's, that's fascinating and interesting. I'd be wondering, I'd be interested to see how that goes um, when the council is, is announced. Uh, Boots, what's going on, buddy? What's up, Bunch, uh, Chamber, Dez? Appreciate you guys calling me up. Uh, poignant conversation from everyone that's spoken and, and, Thanks for all the thoughts. Um, I wrote down a couple of quick things and I'm going to try to be fast, which I always try to do because not everyone wants to hear me talk and I don't blame them because I talk all the time. Uh, number one, all this stuff about community, it really doesn't matter. Whether you have a Moonbirds PFP or don't have a Moonbirds PFP, honestly, it really doesn't fucking matter because right now, Moonbirds is shifting the focus away from the reality that they don't have anything. So let's get through the forest and see the trees that are out there. If you kind of think about what this community council will do, to be honest, guys, again, who gives a shit? We're about a year into this project that these guys launched. And as Joe has pointed out on his timeline, they have tens of millions of dollars and haven't accomplished anything other than continually eroding their holders value through a ridiculous series of decisions again and again and again without any sort of uh without any sort of reasoning or logic on the team's end as to why they've done it and and i'm not going to harp on cc zero but it was just a cascading effect from ryan carson leaving cc zero this issue with oddities now this issue with proof if i'm sitting here and i'm a holder which Full disclosure, I'm no longer a Moonbirds holder. I don't hold an oddity. I'm out of the ecosystem. My thought process was this isn't a team I can associate myself with anymore because they're not transparent enough for me. But they haven't built anything. And I think that's kind of what I, I want to get to as a main point. You know, they're talking about, again, and Kevin Rose has been doing this this entire duration of the project. Hey, we're building something amazing. Something awesome is coming. Stick with me for 10 more days, guys. This is the full definition of Stockholm syndrome, their holders in the community are just abused and battered people that are just hanging on hope that next Thursday or whatever the day is 10 days from now, something is going to come out from this team that is going to spike this project again. And the reality is they don't have anything guys. And that's, I think something that people need to understand and get through their heads. Sure. They have a war chest, but their war chest doesn't hold any value. If you don't know how, to come up with a roadmap or you don't know how to come up with some type of project that's going to create value in the outside ecosystem for your holders. There's nothing there. High rise is something that I think they've admitted secretly as a failure. So at this point, they're kind of a directionless chain. And until to everyone's point, the team that's up there steps down and gets out of the way and maybe brings in some people that understand direction and can lead an organization that's pretty cash heavy. I think they're just going to continue to flop. Um, I'm done talking. Yeah, I think it's uh, awesome points. I think, um, you know, the the Stockholm Syndrome thing, I think, is interesting because 
you what ends up happening in these communities is you value the people inside them more than you value the leadership at times when things go wrong like this. Right. And it's like, you get, uh, you, the people that are in the community, you kind of feel like you're in it together and it, everybody sticks around maybe longer than they even should. Right. And, and you almost feel pot committed at some point and, it takes, it's hard to kind of say, all right, I've had enough. And um, especially when you've seen, like, I think part of the thing with, with Moonbirds is like, we've seen them hit 40 ETH and there's this like fallacy that you've seen like that, that, oh, well, because it did that once it could do it again. It just needs uh, the next thing. It just needs a, a little more. It just needs this. And I, that's definitely a fallacy. And, um, but, but, and like, they've got the mechanic that makes it enticing, right? This nesting thing and like short supply thing. And it's kind of is a, it's a mind trick sometimes with that stuff. And so I, I'm with you, Boots. And good, good points. Um, I personally, I mean, I once had five moonbirds. Like, I was all in and, um, I now hold zero. And I actually just full transparency and, candidness i sold mine after i actually got a conversation with the team and i felt like that there was no true north there was no plan and like i i don't know if they knew what their identity was at that point and i didn't feel comfortable and i sold and so um you know i it's it's a tough decision to make but I, i'm totally with you there boots so let's go Anthony, and then GT, and then we'll wrap it up. What's up, guys? I, I'm not coming up to talk about egg prices, I promise. Um, uh, man, I was, I, we didn't even get there. We had a good conversation, but I wanted to get to the egg, the chicken feed transparency the, or uh, conspiracy theory start, tonight. Uh, Chamber, start <laughs> researching it. Next show, there's... I'm on it. Already, already started. All right, all right. So, so this is my thoughts on the thing, because I, I heard a lot of people uh, talking about this whole council thing, right? To me, this council feels like the biggest scapegoat that's about to march into the front lines of battle and about to just take bullets on behalf of this team while the rest of the team kind of sits back and has no idea what they're doing. Like, that's what it genuinely feels like to me. Like, I look at, like, because like, everybody brings up, like, they brought up the Ape Council, right? Board Ape Yacht Club was on the rise. It was strong. Like, it had a good holder base. People were not flipping out left and right. You know, like this, like these teams just made every single bad decision. Now they made missteps. Like their people are upset, but the way that like Moonbirds as a project has been treated is like, like there's nothing like much good to say about it. To bring in like holders and your community as if they're the saving grace of this project, like feels just so like misleading, and you're literally just setting them up for failure. Like if you're asking them to come in and bring I new I like are are you coming in to bring new ideas? Are you coming in to say yes or no to like what's happening? I don't understand what we're enabling them to do because if they need new ideas, like everybody talks about this amazing team they hired, like go to this amazing team that you hired and get new ideas. Like you have plenty of money to execute it. So I'm, I'm, it, it feel, it just feels like we're set, like people are being set up for failure. And to Joe's point, like I'm kind of scared for them to like put their name on it. Like, Oh, I'm part of this council. And then all of a sudden, like nothing happens and people are like, Oh, well, what did you do? Well, what this is what I'm talking to... about. This is, is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, I would not, if they asked me, if they if they DM me, 
Cairo gets in my DMs like he's, you know, he does once in a while, but for other reasons, uh, you know, and asks me directly. I, I don't think I'm putting my name on anything to do with that project. Like as much as... Would you do it for payment, for like uh, money? Honestly, sort? yes, I would do it for payment. Yeah, I was going to say, if they offer you $100,000 uh, for a year, 100%, you just have to be as a full, as a, But as an employee of the company, as a paid employee of the company, you should feel like you are part of creating the direction. It's a different take than being a community council. Like it's a different label. At that, at that point, then call it. You're an employee of Proof or you're an employee of whatever Moonbirds yeah, Labs or whatever absolutely. you want to call it. It's different. If, 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 if Proof wants to give me 250 grand a year to do something for them, I'm absolutely going to do it. Uh, but that's me. I'm I'm a that's, piece of shit. That's not gonna happen. Uh, no, it's not gonna happen. And I'm a piece of shit. That's just here for the money. Uh, so I understand, like most people. But if, if you are, I I just can't imagine somebody that wants to build their reputation within Web three would put their name on proof as much as you know. I mean, I guess you know to Bunch's point, he was mentioned earlier. There's like just a huge like ride or die community member. I mean, you've already you're, you're you've already drank like a gallon of Kool Aid, so like I mean, they're in. But anybody, like I said, like anybody, kind of not in that position of like you know just ride or die Moonbirds holder uh, that happens to own one. You know, I- I'll say Steve. We'll make it about you for a sec, Steve. Like a guy like you, like I, I would be super hesitant to 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 put my name on that. And you know, Riggs, you know, Riggs is. Would you do it, Steve? Uh, probably not. Like, I wouldn't say 100% no, but it's not, and it's not for all the reasons everybody's saying. I, I'm similar to you. It's at the very least a bandwidth issue. I don't have the same egregious feelings a lot of other people have. I also think there are ways to manage it potentially, but I, I don't think it's probably more of a bandwidth issue with me than honestly anything bunch, uh, at, sort of similar to you. Riggs, would you do it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd probably do it. Yeah, okay. So, interesting. I, uh, I think it's a, I think it's fascinating. If I, if, I, if I could that. just like finish my, my point. So what I was going yeah, yeah. to say was like, it feels very similar to like activist investing, right? Like where people nowadays, it's all about like ESG, right? Like, oh, how do I get involved with this company and make them a better company for overall, right? Like that's what it kind of starting to feel like. But then at the same time, I hear everybody saying, well, why do I love, why do I love Moonbirds for the community? So are you trying to be an active investor to pump your bags or do you really care about the community? And that's where I'm starting to hear like both sides of the coin and people start to be a little hypocritical. Because if it is at the end of the day about the community, I love what Boots said before. Just like everybody get together. Like you know who's in the community. Just get together and do stuff together. Like drop another token to all Moonbirds holders and run a community-led project if that's what this is turning into and get and kick those guys out. It's just, it's just so many like weird things that are happening. I, I just hope that everybody like makes out and doesn't like – you know, follow this thing into the ground. Yeah, super interesting. Thanks for that, though. I, I think you're spot on with a lot of that. Let's go to uh, GT and then Eric, and then we got to close this bad boy down. Oh, man. I, I had a joke. <laughs> Chamber said something just got crazy that I was just going to vibe on. But I, I, listen, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like there's got to be a meme of somebody just getting like somebody stabbing like one of those fluffy things and just keep stabbing it. Just, it's just like, what the (laughs) The, fuck is it's already dead meme. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I'm just fucking over here. And I talked to Joe about this a lot, but like just mind blown at the, just the things like the actions that they, especially K-Rob, but like do and how to out of touch 
they are. And I feel like it's just so mind blowing. They have so much money. And then they came out and they were like, well, we can operate for 17 years. And I was like, why the fuck in a thousand million years would you fucking tell anybody that after canceling that event? And so I just like, I honestly, I mean, I said this the other day, I think we're in the fucking twilight zone. Cause I don't know what the fuck is going on. I told Joe, give me $750,000 and I will fucking, I don't know, but it's like, I think a lot of people are like that. Not just me. I'm not just special, but I'm saying like, it's just confusing. I think I'm just like confused at what the fuck is actually going on. And I feel so bad for Moonbird holders because they're just getting absolutely just fucked with. Um, and I would definitely not be on that council. No fucking way. We, uh, yeah, we make D-Gen run on, on breadcrumbs. <laughs> Our runways, <laughs> yeah, we counted you know. in days. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. No, no, no bullshit. I was, I was interviewing someone on my podcast. Anyways, they were they had a successful podcast. They were like, I was getting three to 5,000 an episode. I know, I almost shit my pants. I was like, <laughs> what? You give me 1,500 and the production on this podcast is going through the fucking roof. So that's just like, I think the... I don't know, like, whether the communication is terrible. Like, definitely Cairo's not that good at communicating as a parent. I think he needs to work on that. Um, he probably is. But it's just like, what are you What are you doing? You just need to be more in touch with what's going on. I've got a wonderful podcast set up right in my parents' basement. And it's, it's, it's a budget. It's a budget setup. But right in my mom's basement, I can record any podcast I want. And this is, that's how we, we make this, this train run. So let's go to Eric for the last word and then we'll shut it down. That's uh that made, <laughs> that made me laugh. Chamberlain, we make this show run on breadcrumbs. Uh, that's, that's, I think that's the true piece, right? It's like, it just goes to show you, like, money can't buy you the perspective of, like, the the like the, the Web3 actual user. I, I did want to say, though, it didn't make any sense on the booking, not being able to sell out the event. Because, I mean, this is a guy who's connected to Gary V, which is arguably one of the masters at putting on events. So just literally write a check to whatever group he used and and try and run with it, right? And so I think event planning is pretty much like any corporate company that has a budget for throwing a conference hires and outsources the ability to sell those tickets to sponsors that find value and do that right it's 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 a matter of just executing on it and so i as far as like the potential of becoming a uh, a council member i think one of the pro the things that anyone who's considering it should really look at is if you're going to put your name on it you actually have to feel like you can execute and make a difference right you're not just going to be there every monday spitballing ideas doing the hoorah circle jerk and then right comes friday and and nothing gets done right because it's it's like you already you're gonna have enough people like not really step up but if you if you bring out a bunch of killers that actually you you convince they can make a difference and then you make them spin their tires right like i think somebody said you're just gonna run this into the ground right it's just it's almost gonna accelerate that right because you're gonna get a, a bunch of people that would be advocates but in, in reality you're just trying to kind of pawn off responsibility on them and if the ship goes down well you know at the end of the day we did what the community wanted and the community you know it failed anyway and so that's just something i'd be wary of just because of the type of execution thus far for it um but it's just so wild to hear like you know what in uh, forget who said it it was might have been anthony who said it but like when they did the ape coin count, when they did the ape council, the perception of that announcement versus this, and just like 
how much at that point in time and like when and your intention behind these things matters. Right. And it's like, I mean, we're all sitting here and if this was, if this was done, I would even say if this was announced after the CC zero thing, which was kind of the first, you know, blow up, I would say that the, the perception of this would have been totally different. You'd have been like, okay, well, you know, they made a mistake, they're learning. And now it's five mistakes later and and it feels like a Band-Aid type of thing to your point, Eric. And like, I, so it's just crazy that, you know, the intentionality and stuff is, and timing is important and it, it's not a fix-all. It's not a, it's not a, you know, um, it's, it's a Band-Aid and we'll see what happens. But, um you know, I, I don't know. I, I kind of want to see what Steve does when he's not when he's clearly going to be nominated for the council. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, all right, let's wrap up. Uh, before we do, though, check out up top. If you've enjoyed our conversation today, set your reminders for Friday. We will be having a guest while we'll Franklin Fitch from Parallel Alpha talking all things parallel and just uh, reminiscing and shooting it with us on Friday. So set those reminders up top. Check out the NFT Night Shift on the DGen Network handle spaces tonight at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. I can guarantee you there will be some alpha dropped over there. These guys are some of the sharpest traders in the space so you'll want to check that out if um you're looking for Steve will also the be market. there lobbying for his uh council position yes <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing and uh and that's that's about it we've got a lot of good stuff going on with dgen and uh well if if we don't hear from you uh tomorrow if, if you don't hear from us tomorrow make sure you wish chamber a very happy birthday turning 40 years old tomorrow so hit him Gross. up and yeah give send him send him some feet pics and his yeah, dms please. Only for feet his picks. birthday it's my yeah, birthday feet pics. Yeah, that's what, it's, that's it's what i mean that's big, all. it's just your feet come on it's not a big <laughs> you, you, you can also you can also send him some feet pics via an nft oh if you yes. own any of that would be even better if you own any feet that's picks for life folder uh oh, last fucked <laughs> You're Last so many the- weird DMs tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, he definitely is going to, and and he'll be riding. Oh, I'll be riding, yeah. all right. And uh, Vicky says, "Let's create a FUD council." I think that's what we did today. So uh, I think we've got that covered. Otherwise, check out uh, Night Shift tonight, Coffee with Captain tomorrow morning, and another full day of awesome DJ content. So until next time, stay mint. Mm-hmm.